bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. Now, the angel says, 21 days ago when you started praying, I was sent with your answer. But he says, the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Is he talking about Cyrus? No. He says that Cyrus is a physical king, but there is another kingdom of Persia. Not the physical one, but the spiritual kingdom. And it has a ruler, and he's called the prince of Persia. And not only is there prince of Persia, he also describes kings of Persia. Kings, plural. So that's not Cyrus. So what, what is the angel saying? The angel is saying that God answered your prayer 21 days. The answer was dispatch. But in between the 21 days and now, there was something happening you didn't see. There was a prince of Persia. The prince of Persia is a demonic entity who controls the king of Persia and the kingdom of Persia on earth. So the kingdom of Persia, physical kingdom, is controlled by a spiritual kingdom of Persia. And the owner or the head of the spiritual kingdom of Persia is called the prince of Persia. Now, the physical king has allowed the people to go. But the spiritual king says they're not going to go. So in between the decree of the physical king of Persia, Cyrus, there is a spiritual king who says, although Cyrus says they're going to go, I'm not going to let them go. So there is a struggle. So this angel who is bringing the answer to Daniel says, for 21 days there is spiritual warfare. And he's contending with his angels in the heavenly places, in spiritual realms, and they are holding him. They say, you're not going to go to Daniel. You're not going to send the answer to him. And for 21 days, this battle is going on, so the answer has not been dispatched. And God sends another angel, Michael, the archangel, a chief prince. And Michael comes, engages these angels in warfare. And whilst Michael engages them in warfare, Gabriel passes around and comes to deliver the answer. Now, all of these things are happening in the realm of the spirit, but Daniel has no clue. All that Daniel is doing is that he says, God, you promised, you spoke to Jeremiah that the people are going to be free. You gave a promise. I believe your word. I believe your word. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. And it's delayed, but he doesn't give up. Now, what is happening? His faith here on earth empowers God to send reinforcement so that the angel Gabriel will come and bring his answer. What if Daniel, at a certain point, day three, had said, I don't even believe the promise is true. I don't even believe it will work. I've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Nothing is working. And he stopped his prayer. 
that would be the end of the miracle. So between the time he started praying, there is the answer. But between the answer from heaven and the answer touching earth, there is spiritual warfare. Now, what I want you to note is Daniel does not know that this thing is going on. So he doesn't even pray and say, I bind you, devil. I bind you, spirit. Uh, he, that's, he's not, he, all he's doing is say, God, I hold you at your word. And God, because you hold him at his word, he's going to send every help from he heaven. He's going to fight every battle on your behalf because he's watching over his word to perform it. If his word fails... He has failed. He has been disgraced. And he's not going to dishonor his name. And for the sake of the fact that there are people holding on to his word, he's going to fight in the realm of the spirit on your behalf until you physically receive your answer. So sometimes you pray for something and there is a delay. It doesn't mean heaven didn't hear you. God says, I heard you the first time you spoke. God doesn't need you to speak twice. He's not deaf. He's not slow of hearing. He's not absent-minded. When you say, Lord, help me, the first one, he heard you. But sometime between that time and now, there is spiritual warfare. Are you following me? So for most of the things you have prayed for, they have already been answered. They've already been answered. Between now and the manifestation, you have to stand in faith. Spiritual warfare. That's the first reason why there may be delay in your prayer. And that is why between the time you pray and the time you see the manifestation, you just stand in faith. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Lord, this is your promise. I believe it. I trust you. I haven't seen it, but I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I believe your word. I trust you, Lord. Day one, I trust you. Day two, I trust you. Day four, I trust you. One year, I trust you. Two years, I trust you. Three years, I trust you. Because I'm going to stand in faith until there is a physical manifestation of that which I have believed God for. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promises. Faith requires a fight. If you're looking for instant magic, go somewhere else. But God works with faith, and God's word will always come true. The second reason that I'm going to show you has to do with what I call spiritual alignment. Spiritual alignment. Spiritual alignment is when all things work together for you. When all things work together for you. Since our lives are connected to so many other people, it is important that those people align themselves to God's will for some prayers of yours to be answered. And I'm going to show you that in the Bible very soon. In the Bible, one of the, if I ask you, who is the biggest example of faith in the Bible? Most people would say Abraham. 
He's called the father of faith. If any man had faith, it's Abraham. Abraham believed God for 25 years. So why was there a delay? We're going to find out soon. Why there was a delay between the day God gave the promise and the day it manifested. God made a promise to Abraham that Abraham would have a child. But it's not just a child. It's going to have a covenant child. A child of promise. And that through that child, the line of the Messiah will be determined. So it's not just having a child. It is having a particular child who is going to be the line of the Messiah. Through him, the Messiah is going to come. And when God gave that promise to Abraham, Abraham believed it. But it took him 25 years. Now, why did it take 25 years? Because Abraham cannot have a child by himself. For Abraham to have a child, he has to work with his wife. That's the way it works. You can't just have a child, but the husband and the wife must do produce the child. All right. Now, when God spoke to Abraham, Sarah was not there. So faith comes by hearing the word of God. Sarah didn't hear the word of God. So the Bible says when God spoke to Abraham, Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him for righteousness. The moment God gave him promise, Abraham believed. And so it was counted to him for righteousness but Sarah didn't hear the word of God Sarah believed in Abraham Abraham came to Sarah and said God spoke to me I'm going to be the father of many nations in me all nations will be blessed and my children or my seed will produce the Messiah and Sarah said sweetheart I believe you I believe what God said so she believed Abraham, but Abraham believed God. It's two different things. Believing in a man of God is not the same as believing in God. So Sarah believed the man of God, but she hadn't heard God. Abraham believed God. It was counted to him for righteousness. And the moment Abraham believed God, the promise started working in his life. All right, because Sarah believed that the promise was to Abraham, when she realized that she and Abraham were not producing a child, she says to Abraham, you are the man God called. You are the one with a promise. You are the one who must produce the, the, the line of the Messiah. So if I'm not able to give you that child, I'm going to bring my maid. And you're going to have a child with a maid. And that child, when it's produced, will help you fulfill the call on your life. Because as far as Sarah was concerned, the promise is to Abraham. So you know the story. Sarah brought her maid. Abraham had a child. The child is called Ishmael. So you can tell by the time Ishmael is born that Abraham can produce a child. 
When did he have the capacity to produce a child? 25 years earlier when God spoke to him. He believed God. It was counted to him for righteousness. His body was activated. He could produce a child. So Abraham has shown he can produce a child. So they bring the child to God and say, God, well, you said the seed, I've produced a seed. And God says, no, 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 that's not what I had in mind. Genesis chapter 17, I want you to follow this carefully. Genesis 17, verse 15 to 19. It says, then God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her also and give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, O Lord, that Ishmael might live before you. So Abraham himself, he believed God had a promise for him, but he didn't believe Sarah could really produce the child of promise. So he's laughing, and he says, God, I've already given you a seed. I've given you Ishmael. Just use Ishmael. And listen to what God said. Then God said, no. No. Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. So God is saying, when I spoke to you, it wasn't just you alone I, was, I had in mind. It was Sarah too, because the child I have in mind is going to be the child between you and Sarah and not you and somebody else. So you can produce a billion children. That's not what I'm talking about. What I have in mind is between you and Sarah. Now, so at this time, two things I want you to note. Abraham himself doesn't believe Sarah can produce a child. And Sarah herself doesn't believe she can produce a child. She believes it's all Abraham's, or Abraham's prophecy. Now, when Sarah is 90 years old, something very interesting happened. She had a visitation from God. I want you to look at that story, chapter 18, Genesis. When the angel of the Lord visited with other companions, they were going to Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy it. Abraham entertained them, and they began to speak about Sarah. Please listen carefully. Then they said to him, where is Sarah your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening to the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. You know, the Bible is very interesting. It didn't say just old. But it just explains well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Three descriptions, old, well advanced in age, and nothing is happening. Verse 12, therefore Sarah laughed within herself saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. Now that requires deeper translation, and 
I'm not going to go into that. But he who has ears, let him hear what Sarah is saying. Sarah is saying, even the process is not happening. Verse 13. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh saying, shall I bear a child since I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I'll return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebe. Email otebe at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-2233.